Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, I am about to be an Italian in two years. Murgatroyd, how are you? Well, I would like to uh, petition- Thank the Academy. Uh, no, I'd like to petition the court to change our last name to something Italian because, you know, for years you have mocked me from the one time we went to Greece and, you know, I met uh, our friend Marco's sister and she said, oh, you're Greek? What is your name? And I said, Kimberly. And she goes, that is not a very Greek name. You've mocked me. But now you're about to tell people you're Italian and your last name is Murgatroyd. Can I set your story up just a little bit better? No. I don't feel like you did. They got the gist. They don't care. I feel like the, I feel like I need to give you a little bit of a bump there. So we're walking down, we're walking down in the beautiful Greek island, and the uh, the owner of our hotel's sister uh, is smiling, and we're talking, we're chatting, and somehow the conversation comes up of the fact that Kim is Greek. And she just lights up. And she, you know, if you're if you're a Greek person, you know what I'm talking about. It's like somebody from New England seeing another New Englander. We don't even need to we don't even need to discuss that they're from New England. We know internally. They get all wicked crazy, right? Wicked. So now, you know, here is Marco's sister, and she goes, Oh my you god. Are Greek? You are Greek. Oh yes. What is your name? And she goes, Kimberly. And she goes, ah, this is not a Greek name. And it just let the sales out of her. Okay, now you can continue. I, no, felt, like, so, I felt like I told that story just a little good. better with a little more drama. Yeah, they needed to hear it twice. But your High name, School of Performing Arts. Did you, fun fact, Rob went to 
the fame high school, LaGuardia High School, right? LaGuardia. LaGuardia High School. Sorry, me dispiace, Roberto. But yeah, so why uh, why is my last name Murgatroyd? Why isn't it DeVito? Because my father is from Wales. That has been proven wrong. Your father is actually from Brooklyn, but his history. <laughs> Let's reminds, be real here. Reminds me of the bird case. Okay. My father's the chairman of his tribe. Your parents are not the chairman. They're from New Jersey, okay? Right. They're exactly. not a shaman in this tribe. All right. So, so what are we talking about today? We, Can we help people? Yeah. So we're How coming, are we going to help people? We are coming to, you know, the end of the year. It's the holiday. And now is when people are starting to think, about their goals for the new decade, not the new year, the new decade, let that sink in. So, but here's the thing. If you're listening to this, did you accomplish your goals for 2019? If the answer is no, did those goals happen to be goals possibly from, I don't know, 2018, 2017, and you just keep rolling them over like they were T-Mobile minutes back in the day when you had your, remember when you got like 80 minutes or whatever it was and they rolled over if you didn't use them and you used to say to somebody, I don't want to use my minutes. Yeah, like, I think I think what you got to, what you have to ask yourself is what is the rollover minutes on the goal? How often do those rollover minutes happen? In other words, is this like a yearly thing? You know, we'll use the generic I want to lose 10 pounds. I remember sitting down with somebody in the business and or they were setting their goals for the year. And I said, what do you want to do? And she said, well, I, I just, I don't even want to set them again. And I said, why? She said, because I do it every year and I just, I'm disappointed every single time. So I don't even see the point in setting goals. And I remember that there was one part of me that that struck me as incredibly idiotic. And on the other side, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So it's like I understood what she was saying. And I felt like with just a little bit of tweaking we could help her. And I think for anybody that is in that category, maybe we can help them. So Kim, I'm going to let you lead this because you have the notes in front of you. Yeah. So, you know, goal rollover, like Rob said, what is the goal that year after year, or maybe last year to this year, you're like, I'm going to, um, this year is going to be the year. The first thing <clears throat> that I think you need to ask yourself is, is this really your goal? Like, is this something that you envision for yourself, you're passionate about, you really, really want it? Or is it like a would-be-nice goal? Or is it a should goal? Like, I should have this at this age. I should be doing this with my life. Like, what type of goal is it? Because sometimes, it, like, look, I'm not talking about the ones where you say, I'm going to... um pay off a hundred grand in debt and you pay off 93,000, but you still have seven left over. I'm talking about the one where you say, I'm going to pay off a hundred grand and you still have a hundred grand left over. Like you made no dent in that goal whatsoever. Like it's not, this isn't about, I set the bar too high or whatever. This is more, is it even on your radar? You know, I am super guilty of this. I would set a goal to achieve a certain thing and then I would literally forget my goal. Like if you asked me what my goal was, I would forget it. And now if I have a goal, like whatever goal I'm going to set, like when I did the push planner with you, Rob, and our 90-day virtual mastermind. Which you're using every day now. And which I'm, so, I'm using I'm so every proud of single you. day. Like um, I am a pr push pro at this point. What I love about it is when I created my 10 goals, 
I truly know them. I love them. I want these goals. I'm working towards them every day because they're real goals. Because I took the time to really think about what do I want in my life? How do I want to do it? And why? And when I wrote my top three goals out, like I, you don't even have to, I don't even have to read them. I know them. Whereas goals in the past, I would go, what was my goal again? Like it can't be too much of a goal or too passionate if you don't even know what the hell it is. Well, how did you get to that point? Um, I think how I got to that point was I had to get super clear on first what I wanted. Like what is the thing, if I could accomplish one thing in 2020, what would that one thing be? And how, like, it's the push goal. It's like, if I, if I do X, it will create, um, it will knock down the, all the other goals that I'm achieving or trying to achieve or many of the other goals. And it's so, there's, you have to have clarity. You have to have passion behind it. You have to know, like, you have to have the path the path is is something for me that I need to at least know what the first step is. And so having those things in, in alignment, I think was the difference for me versus this arbitrary, I'm going to call it a should goal, like I was shooting on myself. I should have a goal to X. You know, I should do this. Those I forget. Well, look, here's here's the thing. What is the goal? And, and this is how I look at this when I'm thinking about a goal, because I've done this so many times for so many years that I've set goals for myself and I look down and I, and I don't accomplish them. And when I think about, which is not really much the case anymore, I don't do this any longer, but I would rather, I would rather not have a goal then set a goal and not accomplish it because yeah. setting a goal and not accomplish it not accomplishing it creates a demotivation you feel like a failure you feel like a loser you feel like what like why can't i do anything and then you go down that loop right so i'd rather have just a few goals that are compressed in time that i'm emotionally connected to so the way the way i look at it is i ask myself does this give me energy or do I feel a contraction inside my body? And by an, a contraction, I feel like my shoulders drop, my chi is lowered, I'm not incredibly excited, but it makes logical sense if I had the conversation with somebody about it, like it's the next logical step and I definitely should be doing this goal, but I'm not really excited about it. So now it's kind of like, you know, you've heard the, if it's a, if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a fuck no. And that's kind of where I am in my life right now where I'm looking at it. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So a silly goal right now no maybe, goals are silly. Maybe, maybe not silly, but a goal right now that it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with business or doesn't have anything to do with, you know, money per se. Oh, hey, is hey a, guess what? You have other aspects of your life that make you a human, right? There so you go. That, it, it, just pause right there. I'm so sorry. I'm going to just have to go on this one for a second. Write it down because I know you're going to forget. You, you prefaced what you're about to say, which I'm going to say it's surfing. Is it, it's, is it a goal to surf? It's actually three of them, but continue your Okay, point. so it, three goals that have nothing to do with business, but you prefaced it with calling it silly because in the world we live in called America, 
anything outside of business or earning money is deemed silly or a distraction or whatever. No, dude, it's actually called the other, I don't know, 70% of life that fulfills your soul. So I'm sorry. Well, that was I, I digress, actually that was really good, and I will I will uh, I will take that whipping of the wet noodle because you're right. I, I was what I was. I, I don't feel that way inside as much any longer. Obviously, it's still there, but I was really trying when I said that. I was really trying to make the point of the listener, the yeah. person's listening. I don't want them to view this as silly. I don't feel that way much anymore. In other words, that button is dulled for me where it used to be. Like if, it, if it's not work, if I'm not grinding, then it's silly play. Yeah. And so I'll give you three of them. So one of them is surfing and, um, the second one is is playing uh, beach volleyball, and the third one is getting Italian citizenship so that we're um, dual citizens. And I want to talk about them in in three different ways for people. So the first way is, you know, okay, we I set a goal to learn how to surf. What I didn't realize with learning how to surf is if I don't want to drown. I probably need to know how to swim pretty good, right? Number one. Number two, this may sound like the stupidest thing in the world, but I feel like the swimsuit I have, I'm going to be naked. I feel like it's going to fall off me. I don't feel like it's like a surfing bathing suit. Because it's like board shorts because you wear it's in like Mykonos? Board, right. It's board shorts I wear in Mykonos that I don't, I think they're just for looking and they're not for really doing anything. So I feel like that they're going to fall off, right? When I think about what's involved with this goal, you need a speedo. I have to sit down and go, okay, I got to figure out a bathing suit. Well, that's fucking annoying. I, like, I got to go to a store and buy a bathing suit. I'm not exactly sure what bathing suit that is, number one. Number two, I have to learn how to swim because I haven't taken a swimming lesson in my life. Number so, three, you have to learn what are you going to do with that hair? Are you going to put a swim cap on? Like, where it's going to turn yellow. Where do I learn how to do the swimming? Then there's the swimming. The swimming. <laughs> okay. um, you do that when you're older. You put a the in front of everything. The Donna Summers, the Facebook. And then I've got like, you know, like friends who tell me, well, you got to get a, you know, you put a, snor- a swim snorkel. So it'll teach you how to turn right and left. And then I got to go to the pool in the gym and I got to figure out like, oh God. like navigating all that. Then I'm, I got to buy the you, surfboard. You, you need a towel. You got to bring your hair products. What are you going to do? Then I got to catch the wave. Where do I catch the wave? Do I go where the 16 year old kids are in Manhattan beach? Do I find like where the old guys are like a, uh, like a like a surf pool Is for, a for old guys? First timers at 53. Okay, so here's the point. The point is that when you're thinking about a goal, I could have stopped. This may sound stupid, but like, I'll give you the reverse. The reverse is like, somebody will say to me, hey, I want to go to the gym and I want to start working out. And I'll go, I'll be like, go to the gym, work out. And they're like, oh, you don't understand. I'm working. And when I work, I have makeup on and I got to get out of my outfit and I got to get in the car and I got to go to the gym and I got to get a lock for my locker. And then I'm going to get all sweaty. And then I got to take a shower. And then I got like, and so I'm like, like they have like 97 steps and I have one. Like my one step is just go to the gym and lift weights, right? Or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So the point is in creating a goal that you are excited about, you have to give yourself grace to figure out how to do the freaking thing and to figure out that there's going to be a logical series of steps. For example, Kim, can you add some color on your yoga well, no, I, I don't want to talk about that yet. What the, I want to talk about what you're talking about because for me, the goal, 
my bigger overriding goal that is in my heart that is screaming at me every day that I feel more than anything else is to get back to Italy at some point, have a house in the country, have an apartment in the city and enjoy that life, get my ass back into the Mercado and cooking and and just absorbing the culture and the art. That is my big, like almost life goal, right? I'm going to say it's the five-year plan. Now, do you feel a contraction when you talk about that? I feel so excited, right? right? So, so, but my point is this, in the same way that your your goal is surfing, okay? So my big goal is to get back to Italy and, and absorb all of that. Well, but I have things I have to do first. I have financial goals I need to hit. I have savings goals I need to hit. I have I have all kinds of things that I need to do to set up our life so when we go there, we can go there the right way. And so this year, my my 2020 goal is a financial related goal that is going to be the first step at achieving my bigger goal. So in the same way for you, that learning how to swim without dying, like let's be real, you have to learn how to swim in the pool, but then you have to learn how to swim in the ocean. That this is going to take you all of six to eight months, like to be I, honest. I, I think you're right. So by the end of the year, if you can get up on a surfboard, like I, I think that's a high five versus like day one when, when you moved here and you were dragging me into every surf shop and looking at wetsuits and surfboards, I was like, dude, you're going to die. So it's like, sometimes you make this big goal. I want to have blank. And you forget that there are 17 really important steps that you first have to do. So maybe, maybe your goal should be one or two of those in the upcoming year. Chunk, chunk them chunk down. Chunk them with the vision being the ultimate goal, but you're, you're taking the steps along the way. And I think, I think if people do that one thing, and they take that ultimate goal and then they reverse engineer it and say, what are the big milestones? Like companies do this. They have a big goal and then there's milestones along the way. Somebody has a weight loss goal. There's milestones along the way. So you have to set those small milestones and celebrate every single win that you have that gains more progress toward it. I think it's super important that you get really, really clear on what the milestones are. So for example, somebody can look and they can go, okay, he wants to go surfing. Like I did in the beginning, I just wanted to go jump into the water. But actually what I needed to do was get clear on what all of the sub steps were to accomplish the goal. So it's okay for me, like you just said something that that gave me a lot of help here. It's okay for me to not accomplish this goal within the next 30 days and to be able to accomplish the goal of actually getting in the water and practicing swimming and then getting in the ocean and practicing swimming. So it's going to take time as long as clarity is made in as far as the milestones. Make sense? Yeah. And then I think from there, you know, to actually achieve the goals and to make progress. Oh, I know what I was going to say. When Chris and Lori were here, it was really interesting because we had such a great conversation about where do you actually find the joy and the happiness? Is it in the completion of the goal? No. Where it is, it's in the making progress toward the goal. Yeah, the progress of a goal, this is a really, really, really freaking good point because when you think about people who are losing weight, when they look in the mirror and they see a little bit of progress where their face is thinning a little bit, as an example, they're super motivated and they are like, they're digging in 
harder at their gym. They're watching what they're eating even more. When you're not making any progress is where you go, fuck it, Doritos, great. Let's do Doritos. And when you achieve the goal, here's another thing. So with on the weight loss one, a lot of people set a goal. It's really funny. I'll have people reach out to me. They'll be like, I want to lose 20 pounds. They'll come in, they'll use use the system, they'll lose 20 pounds. And then they stop everything and go back to their old eating habits and gain the weight back. And it's such a funny cycle because when during that process of losing the 20 pounds, like you said, they're all excited and whatever. But once they hit it, it's not what they thought it would be. It's like, when I lose 20 pounds, I will be happy. I will be satisfied. I will be whatever it is. When I make a million dollars, all things in life will be perfect. Like that's such a bullshit thing that we feed ourselves all the time. And it's not in the completion of the goal. It's in the actual progress where you're going to find the joy and the happiness. So you have, but to do that, you have to be aware of it. You have to celebrate it and you have to have those milestones along the way to celebrate. So if your goal is 20 pounds or 20 inches or whatever it is, as you progress towards that goal, celebrate it. Don't look at how far away you are. Celebrate every single bit. I think there also needs to be an infrastructure that is set up for you to be able to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So I like, this may not be for everybody, but I'm just going to put this out there for people, you know, sort of think this way. But I like stringing habits together. So let's say, you know, in the morning you want to set a goal to, you know, meditate every day. So, you know, for me, I've got a a morning routine that just leads from one thing into the next thing. So the night before I take my yoga mat out, I have it laid out for me. I've got my clothes laid out. I've got the coffee that's set for me in the morning. So like there's, there, there are a string of things that all I have, like, so I've got like, you know, the alarm set at six and then, then there becomes this domino where I go from the alarm into this routine and into that routine. And once that gets hardwired in, it's impossible to not do it. And it's like, you're not even using any bandwidth in your brain because you've already like wired your brain that that's what you need to do. So for example, we started to talk earlier about, you know, you going to yoga. So you had a routine in Atlanta. You woke up in the morning and uh, you headed out to uh, your yoga thing and you started your Monday off great. And it, it was like, you know, it was a block away and it was easy to get to. And then you come here and it's like, what yoga studio do I go to? And, you know, like it was, you were fumbling all around going, do I go to this one? That doesn't have the hot one I want. And this one's too long and this one's too short. It was like Goldilocks. And it was I just- was the three little bears for sure. Yeah, and was just trying to do it. So you could easily have given up and said, fuck it, I just can't find the one that works at the time I want. But you didn't. You kept doing it. And then you're like, okay, I got it. And then yesterday you go to yoga and you're like, you know, you like to be able to go to yoga and read your book. And you're like, I'm going to go park. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to read my book and I'm going to go do my yoga for the, you know, the hour between the time that I drop Sophia off at school. And then uh, the hour that, you know, the, the, that hour that the yoga class starts. And then you get there and it's like street sweeping on that side of the street and you actually can't park your car. So you spend 45 minutes trying to find a spot. It, It takes a minute to set 
up the system and the infrastructure to best serve you to accomplish the goal. And while you are fumbling around in the darkness, know that number one, it's going to be a minute for you to fumble around until you get it. And then number two, if you just spend a little bit of time reinforcing the habit, it will become so automatic that it won't even actually be a goal anymore. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of potential for quitting with goals. Okay. So I want to take you through real quick the cycle of growth and what that looks like. So you're you're starting something, right? And you're really excited and you're like, yes, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start surfing and it's gonna be amazing. And I'm so excited and you're on fire and your goal is giving you energy. Okay. Great. Then you start and you realize, oh shit, I need to learn how to swim. I have to wear a speedo. I have to lug all my shit to the gym and learn how to swim. I want to surf, not swim. I need a snorkel. I got to do this. I need to not be eaten by a shark. All of the the difficulties happen. And that's where a lot of people quit, okay? That downward thing. So if you can think about it as like a pit, okay? At the top of the, the, the hill, you're all excited. You start to go into the learning pit and it's hard. And I don't care if this is weight loss, building a business, any of it. It's like the even in a relationship, like a romantic relationship, you're really excited in the honeymoon period and then the honeymoon period wears off when like your your new spouse you find or your new boyfriend girlfriend whatever and you you start seeing the weird habits they have and the things that irritate you. Like you go into this learning pit, right? You got to go down the hill. And there's a big a brick wall at the bottom of that hill. And a lot of people hit that wall and they go, F it, I'm done. This isn't working. And then they start throwing shit like maybe it's a sign, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. It shouldn't be this hard, whatever. You have to break through that brick wall. On the other side of it, of learning, okay, the the startup of learning, on the other side of that, now it you begin to build momentum. Now for Robin, his surfing one, he's starting to understand the strokes. He's able to do it without thinking. He is not drowning. He's having small wins as he's climbing himself out of this pit, okay? So he's having win after win after win. And then once he gets to the top of that pit on the other side, so you have this big you know, pit between where you started and where you now are. Now it becomes his identity. Now he, one day we're going to do this podcast and you're going to hear him be like, yeah, so I'm a surfer now. Like, And he'll be a legit surfer. You'll see him doing some like surf shit in the ocean. I don't know what they call it. And cutting a wave, what do they call it? I don't I don't know. That's yeah. the problem. It's not my identity yet. But, but, but it will be. So, that was really, really be. good. Really but, good example. But you're, you can't leap over the pit. Okay, that's the thing. Yeah, and I think you have to ask yourself, is this goal like a logical goal? Logical goals generally don't move people. What moves people is emotion. So let's let's go back to the example of uh, getting out of debt, right? So if you're somebody that has a bunch of debt and you want to get out of debt, and if on paper it's like, well, it makes you know it makes logical sense for me to you know make sure that my profit and loss statement looks good and and that you know I'm out of debt and my credit score will go up, great. Or you can look at it and say, this goal is going to give me the freedom that I need where I don't have to work as much as I'm working to pay all these monthly bills that I'm paying with all this debt, which means that I can take a day off a week if I wanted to. I could spend more time with my family if I wanted to. I can earn you know, $50,000 less this year because I don't have all these bills to pay, right? What is the emotion that's tied to the goal? Emotion 
is going to be the thing that is going to get you in motion. Ooh. Ooh, I love How that. How do you like that? Well, anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's that is it. it. So look, we bounced around lots of different places for you here with the goal. And hopefully we spurred some kind of thinking about how you can reimagine and rethink your goals before going one more time, setting goals that you don't accomplish. Make sure that you are excited about them. Make sure that you don't contract when you think about them. And most of all, have some fun and maybe a few goals that have nothing to do with making money. That's it. We'll see you. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.